our old people, those smart old people who decided on the law, you know, the law where you drop the grass to see whether or not it's time to burn, those people also invented a social order which meant that everybody got fed and everyone got a house and everyone took part in the culture and when they were old, everyone was looked after by the young. Now, you know, we're not just talking social theory, we're talking practice and practice over 120,000 years minimum. So if it lasts that long, it means all the young people have readopted it every generation. Welcome to Warrabora Nora. My name is Pauline Clay. In this podcast, we catch up with Uncle Bruce and Auntie Fran to talk about their knowledge on cultural burns. For our communities, burning or fire practice was used in many ways as a prevention of hot burns, protection of animals and flora, sometimes as a mean of germination, other times to help regrowth and new cycles of growing. Well, some of the books that have been written, which a lot of people think have helped them, I would burn them. They're only good for heating purposes, that's all. The greatest amount that I have learned is from talking with the old people and listening to what they're saying. And so many of us don't listen. I'm learning all the time. I'm no great expert. I'm just trying to remember what I've been told and find out new stuff and working with the mob. We're working on gardens at the moment with you and mob from Jigami in Eden. We're sort of educating each other all the time and being on country is so important to those young fellows. And when we finish the job that we're currently doing, we're going to burn. And so a whole mob of us will burn a paddock because we're not supposed to set a light to it at this stage, but it'll be out by the time people realise we've done it. And it'll be a true cultural boom because we'll be learning as we do it. And we're trying to bring back the grasses because we know that one of the best ways to get rid of the exotic grasses is to burn because our grasses survive it. The exotic grasses don't like it. So that'll be great because by the time the lads have finished a job that we're going to do after that, they'll actually start to see the rejuvenation of that grassland. I'm hoping that you know, we can celebrate that, celebrate what we've done to country, for country. I was thinking about it last night, how badly burning has been done in that country on the edge of the National Park and within the National Park, how hot the burns have been, the damage they've done to trees and ground, so hot that the ground dies, and we can do a better job than that. And not just with plants, but with fire. Nan, one of the things she taught me about was to be able to assess winter burn particularly in our country, was you stood on top of a ridgeline, you got a handful of grass and you held it out at arm's length and then you dropped it. And that would tell you which way the wind was blowing. But if it dropped any further than one pace away from, you know, dropping it straight down, the wind was going too fast so you didn't burn. And Mm. so if it dropped between that that the wind had to be blowing towards the river. Mm. Okay, so you burnt from ridge to river. I always remembered that because she was such a little person and I thought, I wonder if it matters, you know, if such a little person dropped it, <laughs> dropped the grass, <laughs> would it work or not? But, and that mm. kept me remembering that burning mm. system mm. because she apparently was one of the ones in 
way back in the 1890s, she was the one who would say when to burn. Mm, real yes, law. That's yes. not accident. It's not something you pick up just as a gardener. It's law. It's been passed down. You know, it's fabulous that such an important thing is demonstrated by physical action mm. uh, rather than out of a book. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm glad I know that. And the other thing too which was really interesting is, this, you know, the voluntary fire service down our way started to use that and they started to use all the other methods of Aboriginal burning and we didn't have a bushfire, like an uncontrolled bushfire for such a long time after that. The key to most of our associations in our area is the eucalypt and, of course, the acacia, but they had two totally different uses. The acacia was a pioneer plant. It would come in after a massive great fire, be the first plant up, and it would replace the nitrogen in the soil as it was growing. The banksias would come next and then the eucalypts, and then you would have your association back again. So... We have this wonderful cycle where I see the proper associations growing in the proper places that you always get the healthy medicines, mm. you get the best medicines there and you get the best food. There are things you can do to repair the country and some of them are to grow perennial grasses. Very, very simple solution, sequesters carbon, will bring down carbon emissions dramatically and not just 100% change over to perennial grasses, 5% will make an enormous difference to carbon emissions in the country. There are a number of things happening. It's not just about culture, it's about saving Mother Earth. And at the moment, we're destroying Mother Earth with the current economic climate. Aboriginal people can have an influence on this by saying, now look, when you came and took this country away, it was in really prime condition. Our plants evolved with fire a long time before we arrived. I mean, so far in our calculations, we reckon that, well, we have proof that um, we've been here 134,000 years in the Sydney Basin, but we suspect there's even longer than that. And I suspect, you know, we have a lot yet to uncover, an awful lot yet to uncover. I think we've been here a lot, lot longer. We were the last people discovered, so we're the youngest in white men's eyes, in our eyes. Auntie Fran and Uncle Bruce touched the tip of the iceberg in terms of the need for fire. Obviously, you need to have deep knowledge about fire so that it can be a coal burn and not turn into a bushfire that destroys our country, our plants and animals. If you'd like to learn more about our native plants or listen to other podcasts, check out warraburanora.com. Yeah.